0: back to Coffee in Cannabis. It's the show where I interview professionals, researchers, and thought leaders in the cannabis space to help bring you deeper insight into who these individuals are and how they're shaping the cannabis industry. In the episode, I'm interviewing Kyle Hewitt. Kyle is a territory manager for cannabis giant Canopy Growth Corporation. In the episode, we talk about how beer company Ace Hill started a cannabis brand that eventually got bought out by Canopy Growth. We also talk about cannabis beverages, standing out as a cannabis brand, and the important role that territory reps play in how brands communicate with consumers. Um, So, you know, just as an introduction, uh, Kyle, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, always a pleasure chatting with you, man. Um, so let's—I uh, want to take it back, you know, a little bit to the start. Um, I know you got involved in cannabis um, just uh, about a year ago.
1: Yeah, just just uh, coming up on a year—be a year, it'd be year uh, June in June.
0: Yeah, okay, in June, so almost a year. Yeah, and yeah. what? Um, so what was it like? A getting into you know the cannabis industry and how much you had to learn and like how's it gone the last year like how much has it changed since you started
1: Um yeah I uh, I mean to to get things ro- rolling like the way the cannabis landscape I guess like a year ago is nothing what it is now um so for me I guess I just finished school and I came back uh to Canada uh, I went to school in the states and basically it was. Uh, it wasn't as big in the states yet, especially I went to mm. Minnesota, so it wasn't legal there. Uh, <laughs> right. And then uh, I came back here, and it was kind of like it's. It was just getting big. It was just getting big, and mm. the way I kind of got in with Ace Valley was um, just through the connections I made, and one of the one of uh, my close friends knew someone at Ace Hill and knew our head of sales. And they were starting Ace Valley. Um, I think they mm-hmm. started it, they, like, fully launched it in March. Um, mm-hmm. And they, like, came out with their products, like, just, like, I would say, like, a month or two months before I jumped on board. Mm-hmm. There's really only, um, I would say there was really only four people in the company. Ace Valley, mm-hmm. Valley wasn't that big. And when I got into it, everyone... I was like sharing, I would say 150 accounts with like three of my, mm-hmm. or it was three of us. So it wasn't as big. Um, right. and then it just continuously grew as I was there, like within mm-hmm. the year, like I think I had, <clears throat> I think started, I had like 50 and then now I had 200 plus accounts um across western ontario so it's -hmm. crazy and then like the amount i kind of like i knew i knew a decent amount about cannabis but the thing in the cannabis industry like you always got there's always new things coming out whether it be like Mm -hmm. different strains now the new thing now is like cbn which is huge Mm -hmm. um and so it was kind of like I kind of learned as I went too, and honestly just <laughs> talking to bud tenders cause they're the most education, mm-hmm. like educated right. people in the industry. And yeah, it was I, just like every conversation every day, I like learned a different thing. Um, and it's always fascinating. And like, even like when you go on social media, there's new articles on new things, um, in cannabis. So it's like, man, this, this industry is like booming and something that we kind of always talked about as like, we were Ace Hill, Ace Valley was like, this is kind of like the starting of, I guess, like the, the beverage side of things, but like cannabis, Mm -hmm. right? So you're starting cannabis from the ground up. It's like, imagine what it was like, obviously there's different things going to play when you're starting up the alcohol Mm -hmm. business, but it's like literally like two years in its infancy of the legal cannabis market. So Mm -hmm. it's changing, it's booming. And I mean, I say this to people all the time. It's like, it's an industry that's like here to stay for the long term.
0: Yeah. So. No, I, I think so too. And it's funny that you, you know, you make the comparison to alcohol cause like, you know, Ace Valley was an al- alcohol brand. Right. And then they, so what's the history of, of, Ace Valley? And by the way, congratulations on recently getting acquired by <laughs> Canopy too. That's a, that's a, a big accomplishment in only one year.
1: Yeah, no. So, um, thank you. Yeah. It's a huge, uh, it's a huge accomplishment. I think um, being a startup, that's kind of the goal as well. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. which I feel like, uh, to do it in a year is like unbelievable. It's like, it wasn't, (laughs) yeah, it was crazy. It wasn't easy, but, um, the way it kind of started was, so a sale was started by four, uh, four founders. They basically started brewing Mm. a beer in their garage on college street in downtown Toronto. Um, And then quickly, like, through, like, selling it to different bars and, like, Mm. to friends, families and whatnot, just quickly blew Mm. up. um, Became one of the biggest in all of Toronto, biggest in all of Ontario. And I guess what happened was we threw – if you're from Toronto, obviously because of COVID, we couldn't do this because of COVID for the past years, but they always have these yard parties in the beaches. Mm -hmm. And it's an all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-smoke event. And basically what happened was – everyone there was holding an ace Hill beverage and then smoking a legacy vape pen and they're mm-hmm. like hey like that's our consumer right mm-hmm. so they're like you know what like I think that's kind of like an eyeball opportunity to do it let's mm-hmm. like get into this uh industry and like that's why I always tell people like I think the biggest thing the biggest like product for us I think when we were first mm-hmm. getting it was the vapes just because of the way yeah. they looked like they lit up <laughs> into the V and that's how Whenever I tell people like Ace Valley was Ace Hill, they're just like, oh, it makes sense now. So, um, but yeah, man, it was, it was, uh, it's a cool story and like it really Mm -hmm. resonated with people in the cannabis industry. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, then to quickly just build it up and sell it to, um, I would basically the biggest cannabis company in the world uh, is unbelievable. I think as a brand, um, I think we're, I believe we're the first ever brand acquired, mm-hmm. um, which is mm-hmm. huge. There's not that many out there. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it's like for for Ace Valley, like I think for me, it's like seeing where you could take it, like to go to see mm-hmm. it eventually, who knows, be in Europe in like a few years. Right. You never know, right? So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. definitely a huge step. And like to everyone that like made it happen, it was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: No, and that's such a huge... No, that's such a huge accomplishment. And, you know, especially like you said, as a new industry and especially when competition's so tough, like I think Ace Valley did a really good job at branding themselves and really finding their demographic. Like I'm a big Ace Hill beer guy. Like I I love the Ace Hill Pilsner and I think they, they knew who their consumer was. They marketed appropriately. They had a good just all around, you know, I I think it's a good success story for the industry. So I want to tie, you know, that back, um, you know, the, alcohol back into cannabis because you know if you look at the end of prohibition afterwards it's remarkably similar to cannabis where you had to buy your your alcohol behind you know a caged window and it had to be in a bag you couldn't look at it it's it's eerily similar to where we are now and like you said cannabis is brand new and it's evolving so you know one of my one of the things i always say is that you know bud tenders have the hardest job in the industry um, actually, you know what, let's get into butt tenders later. Let's talk about retail. <laughs> so, you know, you've been in a lot of retail stores, like you said, what, up, up to 250, if not more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like ended, I think it was like, uh, before the acquisition. 210. 210.
0: So 210, 600 retail yeah. stores here in Ontario. And a lot of them. You know, it's how do you compete like that? So, you know, from for you entering these stores, what makes a store stand out to you? And like, you know, what could you give like a recipe for success for like a welcoming retail experience?
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to one thing is the people you hire. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When you walk into a store from the person checking your ID, Mm -hmm. you could kind of get a good sense of how Mm -hmm. it's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, like the biggest recipe for success is. is I would say majority of people that do go into cannabis retail stores mm-hmm. have never really been into a store. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong. There's uh, some beautiful stores out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I posted a lot on social media just to show people that, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is just the customer service and the people you hire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hire people that are passionate about cannabis mm-hmm. and like they, they walk in there and they it's not a job for them, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're passionate this is this is what they're fighting for Mm -hmm. to get up in the in the industry and they're so happy to do it Mm. um so yeah i wouldn't say like there's necessarily like a recipe for success Mm -hmm. you're starting to see like different stores come out with like different ways to show off different (laughs) products whether it be like based off of like um I don't know, different strains, different effects, Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I think the number one thing is just like hiring good people. And like the Mm -hmm. bartenders, like we said, it's just like having good customer service is by far, I would say the best thing to Mm -hmm. do. And like, it's something that a lot of people in the industry don't expect or Mm -hmm. like coming into these stores are like, Mm -hmm. wow, that was like, I just went into (laughs) like a Lululemon and basically got walked through the whole experience of cannabis and it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say that that by far is just hiring the best people out there and mm. you necessarily don't have to come from cannabis, but just mm. people that love what they do and passionate mm. about the industry. I think it goes a long way.
0: One 100%. And I think you made a really good point about their needing to be passionate. These people want to be here because they're passionate. Because otherwise, look, these, these butt tender jobs, they're so underappreciated. They don't get paid extremely handsomely. And nothing's stopping them from going to um, Starbucks or going to any other customer service job and making more. They're doing this because they want to be there. And they're doing this because they're passionate about it. So, you know, I, I always say they're the most underappreciated people in the industry. Um now you have to talk to these these butt tenders a lot, right? You you're educating them every day. So the territory managers are the last line of communication between the company and and the end consumer because the butt tender is the one that's really going to control um, what the patient buys. So like for you, how do you properly you know form relationships and you know educate these butt tenders and you know represent the brand that way?
1: Yeah, I think I think for for me i always i always say this a lot when i would go in to educate bunta te- uh, or tenders mm. is because a lot of times in the industry like y- you tend to find like sales reps and tenders to like mm-hmm. bud heads in a way <laughs> or like so so-called bud heads yeah, how so and i think that's just because just i think because like they're just trying to education wise right right they're like oh i'm more educated right. on cannabis than you right, blah right. blah blah it's like a competition hmm. and the one thing i always say when i go and educate i just like guys like i'm you're probably way more educated <laughs> the cannabis than i am hmm. like 100 hmm. percent. i just know more about my product right and i kind of just when i go there i just have an open discussion hmm. like and we just learn from each other and that's how i kind of build a relationship it's right. just like you know what like um like look like i respect you in your position mm-hmm. you respect me in my position mm-hmm. now let's just make it work and that's kind of how we that's kind of how we built the relationships is like mm-hmm. for me like i know like they love education sessions when different lps come in but man mm-hmm. do i love it just because like i <laughs> learned something every yeah. single time and i was like that's so sick and like i met some great people that are by far like some of my best friends to this day mm-hmm. being in the industry which is sick so I think it's just like having a sense of respect for what they do mm-hmm. and understanding that. And then um and then just trying to educate. Like I'm mm-hmm. like you're there to educate about your brand. Yeah. Not to Sh- like show someone up because mm-hmm. of your canvas knowledge type thing.
0: Right. No, that, that's a great point and not butting heads. And I, I like that you said, you know, like you have to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And and if you're honest right out the gate and say like, look, you know, a lot, I happen to know a lot about our products. Let's meet in the middle. Like, let's, you know, like you said, let's be friends here. Um, so, you know, as someone detached from the retail experience, what does an education session look like? How do you set it up? Do you do presentation?
1: Yeah, no, I think, uh, our type thing was we kind of just had a presentation for me. I kind of based it off of, uh, based off a couple of things, did the story of Ace Hill and Ace Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more or less just like me public speaking. Mm-hmm. So I would just go in, I would hand out like, uh, portfolios or if it was like in the back room, closed mm-hmm. door, like I would throw the PowerPoint up, but basically like I would just tell them the story, the products we offered mm-hmm. different, like the different terpenes, how it was how they were made and whatnot but i really love that at the end i kind of tried to like give them selling features that helped me sell the product Hmm. so i was like hey like you're gonna get these questions from Mm -hmm. consumers this is what i get yeah right Hmm. and here's the right way that i find you can answer it
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and what was ace valley's value prop like what made people want to buy that over other brands
1: yeah what was your
0: portfolio actually to begin with (laughs) for those that aren't
1: familiar (laughs) yeah so basically to start off we started off with having pre-rolls we had three strains Uh so we had uh, an og melon sativa Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had a cbd great white shark nice and then we had a kosher kush um, which is our indica and then we went into um, disposable vapes so Mm -hmm. we had our sativa was a gelato Mm -hmm. and then our cbd was an acdc Mm -hmm. and then our indica was gorilla glue number four Mm -hmm. um so we had those for about four months um and then we upgraded into carts as well Mm -hmm. so same strains just in the five tens yeah and then we got gummies which is a massive a massive thing uh Mm -hmm. we had three different we had three different flavors there we had a raspberry uh we had which is I we kinda steered away from whether it being like sativa or indica mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. that's kind of the way the industry went. Right. Um and then we had our C B D one was grapefruit. And then my favorite was the blueberry lavender, which mm. uh and then yeah, then we do have some more coming out. So that was uh that was our portfolio of products and I mean just our value thing was just the quality, like you're paying for what you're getting. It's a high mm. quality product. And like, I think a lot of the times people just fell in love with the story, fell in love with the branding, like brand mm-hmm. loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked really well. Um, mm. And not to mention like the products were good products. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'd love to see too that you guys had a CBD option. Like you said, it was CBD shark. Yeah. Great white shark. Oh, great white shark CBD. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I still don't get why a brand doesn't have, or maybe I'm just not aware of it. It's a pack of pre-rolls that are just CBD. Like I think there's a huge lack of, of people putting out CBD, CBD products. I wonder why that is, you know, there's this huge obsession towards, towards THC percentage. Did you find bud tenders like, I don't know, scoff at your product if it doesn't hit 25%. Yeah, I mean, of course,
1: like there's always going to be people that prefer different stuff, right? Right, right. Like I prefer smoking pre-rolls instead mm. of like just uh instead of just having a gummy, right? So right, right, right. Th- yeah, like 100% there's people that are looking like you also got to take into account like everyone's different um like how much they're willing to smoke and how mm. much they can mm. smoke cuz like I had some people that are like, look, like I'm good with your CBD. It actually gets mm. me, hmm. um, like a decent buzz mm-hmm. or like people are like, yeah, look, like I have a high level of tolerance. Like I, I need yeah. like a high 30% and it's like, okay, right. fair enough. Um, I think gummies was just, to be honest, like gummies was just another area, to be honest, like the hmm. gummies that taste the best of the best gummies out there because they're all 10 milligrams, right? <laughs> yeah. And until yeah, yeah, they yeah. up the legal limit. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna make a difference. It's all about taste, really
0: no, I, I think so too, man. like if it doesn't taste if it doesn't taste good, I'm not gonna wanna use it like it, like you said it if it's all 10 milligrams, how do you that's the best area you can compete in, right? literally uh, yeah. hopefully we see a change. I think because there's there could be
1: a lot of like there could be more things done in the gummy uh mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like you're just gonna have to be patient and wait and see. Mm-hmm till mm-hmm. that goes um, do I think we'll get up to like a hundred milligrams <laughs> I, I doubt it
0: I don't know well here, here's the thing like why 100 milligrams so like for me um, I even feel effects from a two milligram THC oh, capsule gummy like yeah. and I think we're we're getting to a point like we're converging from when a lot of the you know the legacy market users you know they would buy online it says a oh, thousand milligrams oh this is a ten thousand milligram muffin it's like no it wasn't like that was deceptive these these guys weren't lab testing their products so i feel like you know a lot of people scoffed at the 10 milligrams and like dude don't knock it before you try it because it it'll surprise you
1: oh yeah i i've had so many people say that too mm-hmm. like i think that's something good about the legal market and i think for say it in a good way like i think covid has Mm -hmm. definitely helped the legal market Mm -hmm. because it's so clean Mm -hmm. um and like you know exactly what you're buying you know exactly like where it's coming from and you can research all that too to back it up Right, right so and i think like a lot of people were so much more comfortable doing that um, mm-hmm. Especially during COVID, and like even when you go online, like there's so much information. Mm-hmm. Um, any when you wa- even when you walk into the stores, like you're getting so much information that there's mm-hmm. you're guaranteed to walk out with something, and you <laughs> know exactly what you're having, which is great. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I totally agree. Um, and you know when you talk about tasting good, like you know Ace Ace Hill was a beverage company. Now they've got Ace Valley. Like it'd be great if there were competing in the beverage space because that's something that's interesting like have you tried the beverages how do you feel about them i do i
1: think i think uh i like them a lot i think for me they they hit me nice i think i just don't think they're very up and down Mm. personally Mm. um they're not like pre-rolls where it's steady across the 12 months right you know like i was actually looking at data sales data and it showed that drinks were more popular in December and January than they were in hmm. the summer. Which is huh. which was interesting because I always thought like drinks were huge in the summer. But yeah my whole thing is like, man, it'd be I think we need to get to the point where it's okay if you're gonna have some beers and I'm mm. gonna have a THC drink. It's mm. like mm-hmm. it's like great, one of us is waking up with a hangover, one of us isn't. <laughs> exactly um, yeah. and I think and I just think there's there's not that many um, I think there's maybe like two or three companies that are, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's like Hexo and Canopy that are mm-hmm. literally just dominating the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the drink space. And I think that in gummies, there's like so much on tap potential. Mm. Um, I do like the drinks. I wish again, there's all these different rules about how many, how much you can mm-hmm. buy.
0: Right. I think you can't even that, buy a six pack. <laughs> no.
1: And I think, I think if you want to make a difference, you need to be able to buy mm. a six pack because like a lot of people like don't just want to buy one right right one for ten dollars like yeah Yeah. and it'd be cool like especially like if you're i mean if we had drinks and in ace valley could sell it as six pack our marketing Mm -hmm. uh our marketing team would be jumping for joy the amount of opportunities they would have to market that Mm -hmm. they would love it so i think um but I think that it all just comes with being so new and <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. really knows what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite yeah, honest, yeah. it's such an industry where everyone's just like, hey, like what's next? Right, right, right. right. What are we allowed to do? What can we do? What
0: will mm-hmm. the consumers like? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. let's try it out. See what happens. Hmm. And even like on, you know, the what can we do thing, I find it funny that a lot of like, you know, you've got all these limitations for packaging and for advertising. And a lot of companies lately have just been like, wow, well, well, we'll see what happens. And they'll break these advertising laws to stand out. And like the people that are following the rules are pissed off. Cause they're like, well, if they get to do that, like, why couldn't we? Right. Um, but like, have you found it difficult in disseminating information and like in what you can say, can't say like, well, what has that been like? Yeah. I mean, you just got to,
1: I mean you gotta abide by the rules first mm-hmm. and foremost um but just doing your best to like to kind of just come across and like market it the best way and produce mm-hmm. it the best way mm-hmm. um i think the best way is like the educator the tenders mm-hmm. like they always like the number one question they get is like will this help me sleep and they like right. they always they always let them know they're like look like i'm yeah. not a um, physician that could mm-hmm. recommend this and like mm-hmm. I think they have the perfect way around it because they, they'll they give you a product that can definitely help, but they won't, like, justify whether to help you sleep or not mm-hmm. because there's different products that react differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I've mm-hmm. had some sativa products that put me to bed. right, right. And then right. I've had some indica products that I could have ran a marathon. Doesn't on. mean anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think, like, I think – the messaging is a big thing. And I see a lot of people getting frustrated with it. Mm -hmm. Um, especially running Instagram accounts too. Mm -hmm. Um, like we were talking before how Mm -hmm. a lot of the times they tend to like not publish it as Mm -hmm. much, which Mm -hmm. is like brutal. Mm -hmm. But I think over time that's going to change really. Mm Um, I, it's just so new. And especially Mm -hmm. like with my personal opinion, like Instagram's a American company. Right. So, i think once um once it becomes fully legal Mm -hmm. i think that's
0: going to totally change Mm -hmm. no i i think so too and from you know not being allowed to advertise like how (coughs) how are companies how do they stand out from one another because there are so many like what does typical pamphlets and handouts look like like do you just have to promote a lifestyle like how like what's the best way to brand yourself in in this really like prohibitive environment um I would say produce
1: as much content as you can. Hmm. So hmm. whether producing a um, podcast like right. you do, like you do, I would say your podcast is one of the best one in the cannabis industry so far. <laughs> um, sure. And I think just going on to the certain platforms that allow it, I think me and you also noticed the big cannabis influence on LinkedIn, right? Um, and there's not that many stores on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think just taking advantage of doing that, but mm-hmm. I also think that different bud tenders and managers should mm-hmm. just start posting themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. And like not rely on um, it being like the company account, like just
0: mm-hmm. promote yourself because Your at, the of, brand.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, at the end of the day, there's no bad
0: publicity. Hmm. No um, and I, I agree and were, were you going to make a point there No
1: no no I <laughs> like no I just think I think the more content the better eventually yeah. it's going to get out and it's going to get yeah. to someone
0: yeah, and I mean that's how I found you is through LinkedIn and through you, you know, posting a lot um, about like the stores that you go to and like I like you said, I think it's promoting that personal brand, like building relationships. What was it like first posting? Like, were you worried that people are going to be like people you knew were going to be like, oh, this guy's in cannabis now? Like, and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 100%. what was that like to start and like what's the feedback and reception like now?
1: It- it was actually funny. I would, I would, uh, I went to school, uh, when I, w- and I took like a careers class and mm-hmm. my professor was obsessed with LinkedIn <laughs> and they were, they were talking about like different ways to network and, mm. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But like, what are you, what value are you providing them? Mm. Mm. So I, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but it was kind of like, I always did post here and there, like very rarely. Sure um and i remember i was i th- what store was that? i think it was that one plant uh mm-hmm. in Berry, mm-hmm. and we had a display there and i posted a picture of it it was my first week there and i <laughs> i did like a caption and uh, like i finished it off with like come get ace Sally here and i got like 150 likes is viewed by like wow. two thousand people wow. and i was just like holy shit like that's mm-hmm. like a lot of insights mm-hmm. for for people and um and so i quickly just did that and then mm-hmm. not to mention like a lot of people at ace valley were encouraging me to do it i'm like, sure they loved it because it's just more free branding and right, free publicity right, right. um and then yeah like of course people are like oh this guy's in cannabis yeah, especially yeah. i had a lot of american friends too right <laughs> so they're just they're right. probably looking at this now like what is he doing mm-hmm, and i don't mm-hmm. think they realize the landscape of cannabis right um but that's just like that just goes to the stereotype like mm-hmm. there's people that have been fighting for years or like their whole decades, life be- yeah. yeah decades because of that stereotype and it's just mm-hmm. like nowadays because like who cares yeah um yeah. but yeah no it's i think that's what the two things why i started doing it mm-hmm. was one because of how cool these stores were mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they're just so cool and i don't like how every window you can't look in oh because it's so dumb yeah and I think like the demographic a lot of the demographic that's really helping this industry survive is 50 mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. Um, and they don't necessarily know what a cannabis store looks like Right, and when they walk by and they see a like all oh, he can't even see inside these opaque
0: windows yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: they're like oh i'm not going inside there whereas it's, like they could walk by a store mm-hmm. in young street look inside they're like oh mm-hmm. that looks so cool and if these stores just open up their windows and we're yeah. allowed to yeah, yeah, i yeah. guarantee the amount of like people that just walk in to not mm-hmm. even buy something just, just out of curiosity
0: oh yeah. yeah yeah
1: um and so that was the big thing and then, and then i just kind of used it like uh for my personal self like branding mm-hmm, i think not mm-hmm. only do you I think sales is all about branding and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If they like you, they're a better chance of them liking your products and selling your products. Yeah. So that was huge. And then also just like, look, like all shout out your store and try Mm -hmm. to get as many people to it. Like I'm here to help you. And I think providing value. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, to get into another point, like I, I talked to some stores where they're like, w- why why are there sales reps in this industry? Hmm. Like, what value do you guys provide? Huh. And I got that question one time. Yeah, And, I was and just how'd like, you answer Yeah, <laughs> And I I said it to her, I said it, the way it kind of phrased it was, mm-hmm. I was like, we, obviously you bring in a product, you like our product, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to help you with different ways to help sell it Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day like with being a small company like if they're succeeding so are we if they're failing so are Mm -hmm. we so Mm -hmm. i kind of just sold them that, like look there's so many different things we could help you with Mm -hmm. not just the plain old simple i think people would resonate swag Um, i think there's way more that could go into it Mm -hmm. whether it be doing pop-ups and i think the biggest thing is just supporting yeah. for retailers yeah, yeah, yeah. um whether it be just calling every week to see how products are doing give ideas mm-hmm. talk about the industry mm-hmm. um and then yeah just it, i kind of just always talk about like look, look i'm here to support you mm-hmm. um nobody knows what we can or yeah. cannot do yeah, so yeah let's yeah. try to figure out ways to succeed together yeah um so yeah it, it's uh it's interesting but i loved it
0: Mhm. No, it, that, I think that's awesome. And then, you know, you've formed you've been to so many retail stores, you've formed so many relationships. Do you have any stories that stand out to you like good experiences you've had in retail? Um, like good experiences in what way? Just like just a story that stood out to you, like a like a positive experience you had, you know, on a on a visit. Um, I think there is uh,
1: there's like one I think it was just, like, one store. It wasn't even, like, a visit, but I would call them every week, Mm -hmm. Um, and I I remember, like, I didn't even know what this person looked like, (laughs) and then I walked into the store for, like, the first time, Mm -hmm. and, like, I mentioned my name, and this, this, like, this girl's, like, eyes, like, lit up, (laughs) and she's like, oh, my God, I know exactly who you are, like, thank you for just like showing support and Mm. providing the support Mm -hmm. and right then for me it like clicked i was Mm. like okay like that's what these um retailers want they find Mm. most beneficial is talking to the managers the same way you would talk to the person checking your id right so i that to like bring it all in together it's just i think for me like going to stores is like if you're supporting them, it's so, they're so welcoming to have mm-hmm. you in their home mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. So that was kind of like, uh, that was an early on thing for me where I was like,
0: sick, like, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, this like, is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you realize how important the relationships were because like yeah. when you're starting like first month or two and you don't mm-hmm. really know essentially how to navigate yet. Right. 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 So, and then when I found there, I was like, okay, I got it now. It's all cannabis is a relationship built
0: community. Yeah. Oh man, it's so true. And I even find, you know, the, even just the types of people that are in cannabis, there's some sharky people in the industry. Sure. But I think on a ground level, anybody that I talk to in a retail store, they, they love to be there and they're always they're super nice to talk to and I feel like that passion in cannabis is almost unmatched in other industries.
1: Yeah, you, you can't find it. You can't find I could be in stores where I have to like plan my day and mm-hmm. I have to go to certain store visits yeah. and like I plan on going to like six stores. I only go to two yeah. because I spent three hours in each store <laughs> talking yeah. about the industry. And chatting and I don't yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't think you could go into any other industry and spend three hours talking <laughs> to to people and they'll love it they'll talk yeah. they'll talk all day and I know you're just it's like dangerous s- yeah. and like even for <laughs> even for like me and yourself like I could get into it too,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, and it's just like time
1: flies, and it's like sick, like it's great, but
0: yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There are cons, and one of the cons is that we there's a new store that popped up here in Windsor called Cloud Twenty Nine. Um, I don't know if you visit. Did you visit that one?
1: Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, funny play on. I don't know if you watch Superstore on Netflix, but it's a play on Cloud Nine, the store (laughs) that it's based on. But anyway, um, I you know I was like late at night, like I was. Hungry, like I plan to go get a burrito bowl from this local place next door called Armando's, and I found there's this brand new retail store called Cloud Twenty Nine. I was like, oh man, like you know what? I'm gonna pop in before I get some food. You know, I'm gonna check it out, maybe get some product, and just like you said, I ended up getting roped into a conversation and was chatting <laughs> with the bud tender, the manager, and like they they knew that I was working at an LP side, so we got to talk about the industry had a wonderful chat walked away with some some caramel product um some drew's dark helmet which is yeah. which is really awesome uh and then i went to go get my breedable and they were closed <laughs> like i i ended up chatting for for way too long but like it's it's always such a welcoming experience being in retail and like i think that's one of the parts that sucks about this whole lockdown is that you have to order online and if you have to do the curbside yeah. like you completely miss that that interaction yeah right? you miss the whole concept mm-hmm. of, uh, believe it
1: or not like for people like especially people listening if they don't like never been to a cannabis store once lockdown opens up like try mm-hmm. to go to your local one you'll understand what we're talking
0: about yeah 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 exactly and just be curious ask questions like don't be oh, shy like I was talking to someone to are like well I don't know what I want I'm like that's why they're there go like be curious ask them the questions they'll talk your ear off oh and, right? the, and they'll find
1: the best product for you too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cater to like what a, whatever you're going for and like yeah. whatever your taste buds are yeah. whatever yeah. you like you dislike um yeah. to be honest there's endless amount of stuff and there's completely new stuff coming out as
0: well mm-hmm. yeah yeah man it's it's exciting um so you know, about building your personal brand and like what's on your radar, like what's, what does the future look like for, for you? Like, what are you, what are you working towards?
1: I, yeah, I think, I think for me, um, I didn't expect what would have, what has happened Mm -hmm. in the past year. Right. But I think for me, for my personal brand, I think that's a stepping stone to where Mm -hmm. I want to be. Um, for me in the long term, I want to be a well-known, um, individual in the cannabis space that mm-hmm. have helped build it mm-hmm. to be such a big industry. I always say to people like, I don't even find it a job. Mm. Um, Cause I enjoy it and I enjoy mm. talking to people. So mm. I think if you just make a positive impact mm. in the industry, it goes a long way. So I think that's how you can build your personal brand is everyone's trying to figure out like mm-hmm. a plan. like mm-hmm. so just be patient, roll with yeah. it, do your yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. And it's going to mm. come. One day at like 2 a.m. I might like figure it out. (laughs) But until then, until then, then, one day at a time. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the journey and um, I'm excited
0: to, uh, uh, yeah, the next step. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun yeah and dude that that next step's a big one man you've got like big things ahead of you can you talk about your new uh your new job starting on monday yeah yeah no yeah i mean by this time um, by the time this comes out i mean i'm assuming you you, (laughs) you'd have started
1: yeah no i'm i'm allowed to talk to talk about it is definitely um with uh canopy bringing ace valley um, Mm -hmm. buying the product they are buying the company they also acquired uh Uh, us as well like bring us on board which was super great of Mm -hmm. them and I mean to go from a small LP to one of the the biggest cannabis um, companies in the world is definitely Mm -hmm. a huge stepping stone it's like it's gonna be so cool Mm -hmm. um there's gonna be not only for me but like for like ace valley mm-hmm. and like the founders there too like did they even picture this like yeah, imagine like right 30 known, years, yeah 30 years from now they're gonna see their brand they're gonna be down yeah. in like california on vacation <laughs> and they're gonna see it um when they're retired they're in florida and they're just like yeah like i started that so mm-hmm. i think for them and i i tell people i was telling people too because like obviously everyone had a lot of questions about acquisition mm-hmm. it's just like guys like this is a huge stepping stone for Ace Valley mm. um, and like it wouldn't we wouldn't be here if it weren't for like the support that we got from the community and like mm. by the retailers and mm-hmm. um, nothing really changes just with um, with Canopy on board now it's just bigger things to come and yeah. with <laughs> and I think they position themselves as one mm-hmm. of the leaders in the cannabis industry and mm-hmm. I think they position themselves really well where they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. anytime soon which is huge you can't really say the same for uh, some other companies Yeah. but yeah no that's it's a huge stepping stone I'm I'm fired up about it Um, I'm kind of eager to get going Um, but it's definitely it's going to be change going from selling 12 products to Mm -hmm. I think it's like 95 (laughs) wow so it's going to be you've got your work cut
0: out for you my friend
1: (laughs) oh yeah I mean it's uh, it's cool and I wonder I wonder what different products they have yeah, um, store it up I know we I can't really say but I know we have different products that are supposed to be hitting around June yeah um, nice. so those are those are definitely going to be huge mm-hmm. um, but yeah no I think uh, everything's getting bigger and getting better mm-hmm. for the cannabis
0: world and industry mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I think everything's falling into place I think um, you you ended up at the right place at the right time, and you're the right person for the job, man. I think uh, I think Thanks, you've got man. big things appreciate coming. It. Appreciate <laughs> it, man.
1: Yeah, timing it's timing. Uh, timing's everything yeah. nowadays. I feel like it. So, but yeah, hey, man, man. No, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's kind of like I get goosebumps kind of talking about it, just because mm-hmm. like to do it when you're 23 years old. It's like it's surreal.
0: Yeah,
1: jeez. I I remember talking to someone, and like I I think they're just like man, I remember when I was in 23, I was like drunk yeah. in Berlin Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh sick.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. um, that's the start of your career, man. Like, and you found yeah. something you're passionate about. Uh, who, who can complain, you know? Honestly,
1: man, like I think, uh, I think when you hear people say like stuff, like, uh, if you find something you love, you weren't like work a day mm-hmm. in your life. And exactly. Yeah. As cliche as it sounds, it's actually true. In the cannabis world, it's long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you work long times. You work seven days a week. Yeah. But like you don't, it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the community and like people supporting you. It's yeah. I, yeah, For anyone that like wants to get into it, mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're working at your local store. Yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm.
0: If if it scares you,
1: it's probably a sign that you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. I think when you talk to a lot of people um, especially like talking to old generations like they know
0: uh, mm-hmm. they could see an industry that's going to be coming and staying
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, no
0: exactly it, it was so, it's so funny you say that because like I, I started before it was legal for rec so it was only medical mm-hmm. people didn't even know we had a medical yeah. program so at first um, it was like, oh, oh, you're you're getting involved in, in cannabis? Like, what, are yeah. you working at some dungeon, like some basement operation? I was like, no, 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 there's a legal cannabis framework. And then all of a sudden, once it was legalized, everybody was congratulating and encouraging. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it's just funny how it kind of turned out, you know? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's I think that's something that um, needs to change, definitely the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's going to get there. I think... Um by everyone doing a little thing uh mm-hmm. to make a change, I think overall it's gonna it's gonna yeah. end
0: up in a good place. I think. I'm um, I'm here for it, man. I didn't know we were the same age. I uh Yeah, you didn't? I, yeah, no no, I'm twenty four actually. Um, I turned twenty four in June. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. Ninety seven? You're you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, man. What are we
1: like A is it a Gen Z or are we a millennial? Thought, I, I thought
0: we were I thought we were Young millennials. I hope I'm not a Gen Z dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've googled it a couple of times. Couple yeah. <laughs> times out, the
1: the boys that work kind of chirp me about it, and yeah. I have to give them an update on the different slang that I hear yeah, on yeah, the yeah. streets. But yeah, yeah. um
0: no, That's yeah, funny. it's there's a lot of young people around yeah. in the industry. Yeah. As as a young person, so like uh, like I said, I'm I'm the same age. I'm in a sales executive role, and like when I. Yeah. F- first started and I was doing, like, these business meetings with, like, these CEOs, these doctors, like, it's really intimidating. Like, how yeah. do you, like, how was it for you, like, getting started? Did you feel kind of out of your element? Did you feel like? I felt, I felt looked down on, hmm. kind of. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: just because, like, I think, I, I don't know, like, I, I had some times where, like, people would say some narky things. Mm-hmm. Where, oh. like, because you're so young. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh wow. seems like anyone could get in the industry. And I like, oh, <laughs> that's They so, I, like, that's yeah. so yeah. Like someone said that to me and I was just like,
0: <laughs> All right. Sick. Dude, my own, my own boss at, at the first cannabis company I worked at, when she hired me, she thought I was like 25, 26. And then oh, really? we, we were at a dinner. We were literally with a client. We were with Aurora. And then I casually mentioned that I was 22. And she goes, I hired a 22 year old. And I was like, <laughs> dude what does that change that doesn't mean yeah. that doesn't change anything
1: no and like i that's it's funny because like you kind of when you say that people are like what yeah. like what but like to answer your question yeah, yeah. i think i did get looked down upon yeah, yeah, because yeah. i was so young but yeah. i think over time i think once they see you talking mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. purveying like actual value and confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. then they're just like
0: oh shit like yeah you work know, hard in talking. silence man like Put your, put your head down, make them like put, put their money where their mouth is. You know, I think a lot of people look down on it because they said the same thing. Oh, when I was 23, all I did was drink and pardon you. It's like, I'm not you. Like, why do you just assume we're in the same shoes? You know, Mm. um, everyone has a different route, right? Exactly. What was your degree in again? (laughs) My
1: degree was across the board. So I, uh, I got a bachelor of arts in humanities, okay, with a focus in media literacy, English, in uh-huh. communications, with a wow. minor just in a marketing. smorgasbord. <laughs> Literally, I was taking everywhere from yeah.
0: principles of marketing to Shakespeare. Yeah. So, <laughs> and do you think it all kind of summed up into to where you are now? Like, do do? And I don't say do you regret your your degree, or, but are you happy with like your education and? The route you took,
1: yeah, no, I think I think the biggest thing for me was, um, there's the best class I ever took was um, public speaking. Hmm. It was the best class I ever Hmm. took because I used to hate it. <laughs> but i was i was good like, at yeah. it yeah um yeah. i was good at it because if i had a script and memorized mm-hmm. it i was good with it and i would just like stare at the back of the room blah blah right blah. right right. i now do that on like i s- probably say like seven speeches on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and but like i don't look at it as like a public speaking class i think for mm-hmm. me i looked at it as a uh, a class that like i kind of call it like a people skills class yeah um and it kind of uh just helped build my confidence towards Mm -hmm. talking to people right um which is kind of it's like i'm actually reading this book recently and it kind of talked about how if you look at the some of the most successful people in the world Mm -hmm. um it's not that they have like the best degree or they went to harvard Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. good with people right right and that kind of resonated with me Mm -hmm. and i was like oh and i think like the different classes that i took like Yeah. Like there's this talk about like the education system. Yeah. It does Mm -hmm. need to be revamped in certain ways, in certain forms. But Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, you go to school to learn. Um, and I -hmm. think that's what people are really missing out. Like, I think you need to get education to learn certain things and it doesn't necessarily need to be in a classroom.
0: I, that's so true. And I think even like university humbles you, man. Like, I remember having to work really hard and grind and fail and then learn how to learn. I think for a lot of people, it's not even like you said about the subject matter, it's just about the experience. No. And like, dude, you got to go to the States for a couple of years. Like yeah, that's, it was a good time. Yeah. It's, like, that uh, shapes
1: you for sure. Yeah, it's it, it shapes you, but it also, like, you get knocked down in college. Uh, hmm. It's just finding a way to, to, hmm. do push through and get back up and you're gonna yeah. and it's like hey like obviously it's not on the same magnitude as like yeah, yeah, yeah. you getting knocked down in the professional world right um but it's you still apply the same principles and i think like when when i hear people talk about education that way i think mm-hmm. that's the part that you're missing
0: yeah 100 man so uh i'm gonna wrap things up here um but thanks so much for coming on to chat where where can people find you and hear more from you
1: yeah man uh just uh just look me up on linkedin Mm -hmm. um kyle hewitt and yeah just shoot me a message i tend to i'm tend to always on the phone um it's kind of part of the job so um but yeah feel free to reach out i talk to everyone the more people you talk to the more uh the more fun it is
0: kyle hewitt everybody thank you for tuning in if you want to hear more from him please make sure to give him a shout. And as always, if you want to hear more from me, coffeecannabis.ca, Coffee Cannabis podcast on Instagram, give me a shout. What do you want to hear more from? What do you want to hear next? New episode in two weeks.